0: Hey, happy 2021. And guess what, guys? What? What? My hangover went away yesterday, <gasps> finally. Hey.
1: <laughs> hey.
2: <laughs> Woo. The four-day hangover.
0: Well, you know, it was it was 2020 was a long year. Looking it felt like a, a
2: hangover the whole year, to be totally honest with you. Like the Precisely. 12-month hangover, just one Yeah. End. Yep. <laughs> oh, here we are. And Dave's in an extra chipper mood because he, I know this will be old news by the time this airs, but he (laughs) officially advanced to the championship round of our fantasy football work league. And I'm not happy about it.
1: Unfortunately, (laughs) Mariah did not. I was pulling so hard for us to both be in the championship to make it a cabin pod showdown. Mm -hmm. You lost by what? Three points or something. Four. My condolences.
2: Three wait, three point nine points if you're counting. <laughs> but who's
1: counting? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know that I can do fantasy football next year. It's too stressful. I, I, I just I can't. It really I
1: winds you up, Mariah.
2: Wow. Oh, it's not good. See me on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. It's very all encompassing on Sundays. Not good.
1: <laughs> I do find myself wondering, am I still enjoying this or <laughs> is this just torture that I volunteer for every it's week or both. every year?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it is
1: nice when when your matchup is decided and the rest of the games that are playing you can just enjoy for just being football.
2: Well, you know what the worst is when I tell myself I'm not checking fantasy all day and I was in a long <laughs> drive on Sunday and I went for a hike and I cooked three meals and I would get these texts from like you or Brett being like, "Oh my <laughs> god, oh did you see?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not checking." <laughs> and then I have to check because you guys are texting. Oh, ah, yeah. it's the worst. Okay, let's have a fun little healthy debate because I love fun little healthy debates. All right. I want to know who is your Hall of Fame Packers quarterback of choice. Is it Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? Or? And those are the only two options. Uh,
0: Bart Starr was never Bart born?
1: Star.
2: I mean, I wanted this to be an A or B thing, but I guess it can be A, B, or C, yes, Bart Starsher. We can throw Barts. I didn't want to... I shouldn't exclude Bart.
1: You know know what you
3: just did, Mariah?
0: You guaranteed a lot of angry phone calls.
2: Good. (laughs) I want... This is... The whole point of this is to get people to leave voicemails, so I can take it. I have thick skin. If you are very mad at me for excluding Bart Starr, tell me about it in the voicemails, which is 608-909-1935.
0: Should we add TJ Rubley as the D choice?
1: Maybe not.
2: No clue who that is. <laughs> wait, so wait, Dave, who did you pick?
1: My answer is Aaron Rodgers. Why? Just because I, I mean, I was pretty young when Brett Favre was playing. And as a child, I didn't really get into football that much. Uh, it wasn't until college and I started playing fantasy that I started paying more attention. Obviously, I was always around the, the Packer games and everything like that. But yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is my choice just because I've watched more games of his.
2: Mm-hmm. I went right with audio Dave. Oh, Susan, you think Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Why? I don't have a great answer to it other than Dave's, which is that I've just like grown up watching him more than I ever sure. grew up watching him. Okay, but answer me this. Which one's hotter,
3: Aaron um, or Brett?
2: I think I'm still going to go Aaron Rodgers on that one. Mm, okay.
1: <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers never played for the Vikings.
2: There you go. Mm. So now we're getting feisty. <laughs> and that's
0: one reason I'm going with Aaron. They each have one championship. It'll be indisputable if Aaron wins a second, and yeah, he uh, he hasn't left to play for the Vikings yet. So <laughs> you never know; what's gonna happen. But um, and it's a tough call. I mean, Favre was so huge in bringing the Packers back. You guys don't remember this, but I do. The Packers were horrible for the first twenty-two years of my life.
1: Yeah, it was like
0: being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan or something. <laughs> All the time. Yikes. One One time we were 8-8 eight and eight and we were thrilled. And oh, it, it really was, I mean, it was really rough being a Packer fan in the 70s and 80s. And then in 92, when they had their first winning season in 25 years, we went nuts. So y'all don't know how good you have it. Yeah, <laughs> heard that's that true. Sentiment. Between Brett Favre and uh, Reggie White as players and then mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren as the coach and his whole coaching tree and uh, of course the general manager, Ron Wolf, what they did, they resurrected the Packers and we've been enjoying pretty consistent excellence ever since. And that's something I never thought I'd see.
2: I think that's precisely why I'm going to kind of buck the trend here and pick the Gunslinger as my choice of QB. As much as I love Aaron, I feel like even though I wasn't around when the Packers, like I pretty much have only grown up with a winning franchise for the most part, he was like the, I don't know if it's fair to say, like the start of that legacy. I know we've been a legacy long before. Brett Favre, but I do feel like the bulk of our legacy really started in mm-hmm. the '90s, and a lot of my childhood, I I was like you, Dave. I didn't. I don't think anyone really appreciates like the sport as a child, or most of us don't. But like I have such fond memories, like going over to my dad's house, and that's like we always, always, always had the game on every Sunday at my dad's, and even in the car when he would take us to go do stuff, it was on the radio. Like we never missed mm-hmm. a game, and it was always Brett, and just I, some of those wild, crazy plays back when the NFL was like a little looser than it is now. <laughs> I I think was just. I've, I'll go back and watch like highlight reels on YouTube of Brett Favre. Just like, oh, I like wish I was a little bit older <laughs> just so I could yep. have, you know, had those memories back in the 90s of really appreciating what it was he did.
0: Yeah, It is no worth one, seeing.
2: Wait a second. I'm sorry. You guys gave me so much crap for not including Bart Starr and not one of you picked Bart Starr as well, your go-to it was, QB. I didn't
0: any you any crap. You said it was the either <laughs> or. You said it was the either <laughs> or. And if, if you're including Bart Starr, yeah, I'll pick him. Five championships, seven years. Yeah. Very, very efficient player. Holy yeah. Crap. You really need to do some 60s research on the Packers, I, Mariah. Yeah, you I have to be, say,
2: my I went to the Hall of Fame, you Packers will be amazed. Hall of Fame, which we'll get into this soon, a very near future episode of the Cabin Pod. But Hall of Fame is freaking amazing, and I'm sad. I, I'm sure I was met with that fact that he won that many championships, but it came out of my brain at some point. So anyway, Whoever your guys' favorite quarterback, Packers quarterback is, please leave us a voicemail 608 909 1935. Let us know which one. I don't want any of you Vikings, Cowboys fans trolling me. I already get some of you on Instagram telling me you named your dog Romo, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. So leave us, (laughs) leave us a voicemail and let us know who your pick is. And then we're going to tally up the voicemails and play them in a future episode of the Cabin Podcast.
0: So is this Aaron, Bart, or Brett, or just
2: Aaron or
1: Brett? Aaron, Bart, we'll throw, or Brett?
2: We're throwing Bart in the mix because okay, I good. I'm gonna get my hate mail.
1: <laughs> and while you're on the voicemail, if you have any fantasy football tips for Mariah, she could use them. Ugh.
2: What I need is a pep talk. I need someone to be like, it's okay. It's just a game.
0: <laughs> Mariah, it's okay. It's just a game. You'll be all right. It's a whole new year.
2: I'm very competitive. It's a whole
0: new year. Look forward, not back.
2: Thanks, counselor. (laughs) Much appreciated. Okay. The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. And This week, we're featuring Dunn County. Dunn County was originally home to Santee, Dakota, and Ojibwe native people. Prior to 1854, all or parts of the land in Dunn County had been part of Chippewa, St. Croix, or Crawford counties for various periods. The county is named for Charles Dunn, who was the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the Wisconsin Territory. That was from 1836 to 1848, and he was appointed by President Andrew Jackson. Going off of our architecture episode from last week, we're going to talk about the original courthouse in Dunville. I didn't even know that was a town, to be honest with you. After it (laughs) burned to the ground in October of 1858, they spent several months moving from place to place until the county seat was finally moved to Menominee, which is where I was this weekend, on January 1st, 1861. Yeah, a lot of cool
0: state park pictures there, Mariah. Yeah, I was busy. (laughs) Beautiful area in Dunn County.
2: Yes, it really is. Gorgeous
0: have a couple craft breweries I need to visit over there in Menominee. That's part of my resolution this you. year. Which I one? I went to
2: it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Zimmergy? It's dog friendly. Oh, yeah. Zymergy. Right. Of- Zimmergy, Thank you.
0: Zymergy. Yeah, that's one of the ones that's on my list. So. Nice. It's
2: cute. I liked it a lot. And they have a cranberry Good. beer that I very much enjoyed with Joseph's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, once you down your cranberry beers, let's get out and do some hiking.
2: Ooh!
1: Yeah. So our
0: campfire conversation today. We're talking about Wisconsin's best winter hiking destinations, and there's no shortage of them. The trick was to narrow it down, right, Mariah?
2: Ugh, it was the hardest.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you usually picture people hiking in the summer, but in a state park, I mean, hiking in the winter, those trails can be really great. It's very quiet because the snow absorbs so much of the mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. You get to see animal tracks and stuff, and uh, it's a great time. So let's go over some of our favorites. You want to start, Mariah? It.
2: Sure. So... I want to start with Devils Lake State Park. I just went the weekend before last, I think. And I want to start with this one. I know Devils Lake, it's talked about a lot. It's one of the most it's the most popular state park in Wisconsin. But I specifically want to bring it up for winter hiking because it's a totally different look. There's hardly anybody there. I went during a Packers game, actually. <laughs> so Sunday, I, I ran into like maybe five hikers, maybe. Wow. Yeah. you. I mean, having the place to yourself is just a really special, kind of surreal feeling. And as you were kind of pointing out, Eric, one of my favorite parts about hiking in the winter is the visibility. Just being able to see through mm-hmm. the woods and see mm-hmm. a lot further distance, My one word of warning is, especially at a place like Devil's Lake State Park, wear good footwear. Maybe even put tracks on your shoes because –
1: Get the boot um, chains on.
2: Yeah, it it, there can be a little bit sketchy, and I had a I had my dog with me, so she's you know it it was I had to be super careful, a little more careful than I normally would at other parks during the winter. But man, it's it's a beauty. I took so many pictures, and it it was definitely a reminder of as to why I just I love getting out and about in December, January, February.
1: Yeah, I would be a little nervous about the trails being slippery, but yeah, you put those chains on your boots, or maybe get some hiking poles, and you can still get anywhere in the winter.
2: Yeah. I like to walk. My little trick is like I walked just slightly off the trail because the actual trail itself is always so oh, icy. Sure. And if you're just off of it, there's more snow. And I don't know if I should be recommending that, but I find that to be, I had a couple close calls <laughs> when I was hiking, but <laughs> I, I kept on two feet, which was good. Eric, what you got?
0: Well, I'm going to go for a nice little hike on Lake Superior here, (gasps) go up to Bayfield and the ice caves, which they're only there, of course, when nature allows it. And it's rarely (laughs) this yet this early in the season. And I don't think they're open right now, but they should be on their way. And uh, because, you know, December was pretty mild, including up there, but uh, off the Bayfield shore and then really kind of further up past Red Cliff State Park Mm. and then down towards Cornucopia, there are areas where they have ice caves. And they are, they become legendary, really. Ah. And you know, you hike on some trails and you hike through some forest, but then you get out on the water and you can hike across parts of Lake Superior to these caves and these islands and these rock formations where it's just ice everywhere around you, above you. And it's just stunning to look at. And they keep very close track of the conditions. Mm -hmm. Uh, they keep it very up to date online and it draws quite a few people who just love to go out and see them and they'll go out there. I mean, literally when things are starting to melt, people still want to get out there and see it while they can. It's, and it's obviously you can't do that in the summer. So
2: (laughs) yeah, I still haven't been during the winter. Me neither. Ugh. And it's hard because they haven't even been open. I don't think the caves have officially been open since 14. Yeah. Some
0: years they're not open at all, but. Oh, really? There was, a, I remember the Polar Vortex winter.
2: 2014, yeah. They were
0: open like crazy for a long time.
2: That's what brought in, I mean, it made like national news. There was oh, yeah. so many. Remember, we tried going mm-hmm. that one weekend and it didn't work out. That's we the got weekend an we accident. slid into
0: that, yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> oh boy.
2: Yeah, that was the story. That um, was a rough
0: ride home, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a very <laughs> rough ride home. But anyway. Yeah, I don't think they've, they have not been open since 2014, I don't think.
0: Um, I think very little offshoots of them have, but in its full glory, yeah, it's not every year. But when the ice caves are open, take that opportunity.
2: Yes. And
1: Mm -hmm. you can probably get a better look at them than you normally would, because you've mentioned that some of them you can't really kayak up to or anything (laughs) just because the surf will push you up against it. But when you can walk in and see them, it's probably a better look than you normally get.
0: Yep, just takes a while for them to form. A lot of consistent cold weather.
2: Don't look straight up at the stalagmites, stalactites.
0: (laughs) You got this. Either or. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want an icicle (laughs) to the eye.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm never going to get it.
1: Harken back to, ooh, that's an early episode that we <laughs> went over that.
2: <laughs> yeah, what? Caves of Wisconsin. Is that what the, yeah, that, that make sense. Yeah, it must that's have been. To what the theme was. <laughs> 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 a little slow today. Okay, so we started off with some two big hitters in Wisconsin with the Ice Caves and Devil's Lake. I'm going to take us to a hidden gem, in my opinion. <laughs> I live to see the little jolt you do, Audio Dave, when you catch that I'm saying something that you're like, "Oh, like
1: that recognition or, oh I gotta move, <laughs> gotta, hit, gotta hit that hot key."
2: Yeah. Uh, so I did a five park road trip over the weekend, and I, I it's hard for me to pick if I had a favorite, but one that definitely stood out was Straight Lake State Park, hmm. which is Wisconsin's newest. State Park. So it is a 2,000 acre park, first of all. And what I love about it is the Ice Age Trail kind of bisects the park itself. So at one point you're in the state park and then suddenly you're on the Ice Age Trail land or, or routes, if you will, and they're just stunning. So there's technically two lakes. There's Straight Lake and then there is a much smaller lake, which I'm trying to quickly find on Google Maps, but it's being super slow. And then there's the straight river that runs through the park itself. So you get this really cool mix of this wide open lake view with these really pretty little streams and small ponds kind of between the actual two lakes. And it's just, it's really beautiful. This was another park. Again, there weren't a ton of people. I could have stayed an additional hour probably. Um, I didn't mention, but I should probably mention where Straight I Lake. was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, so it is in Lock, Wisconsin, huh. which you probably have never heard of, maybe never heard nope. of. Nope, it's that's right along in, Highway
0: 35. Of course.
2: That's in Polk County. Hmm. So the other really cool thing that I learned while we were filming our Turtle Lake episode is that Polk County is home to the oldest state park in the state and the newest state park. Hmm. So it has interstate state park
4: oh,
1: okay. and then
2: it also has this one Strait lake state park. So that's kind of cool. You can go to the oldest and then go to the newest and right down the road basically just so, which this one almost made my list and I guess it now officially is making my list for the (laughs) winter hiking, is Willow River State Park. That's like maybe I want to say 20 minutes from Straight Lake. No, I'm sorry. That's close to Kinney Kinnick, but it's on the route and it's not far from one another. So if you want to do Straight Lake for some very peaceful winter hiking, I might suggest squeezing in a trip to Willow River State Park, which is phenomenal year round Mm. Very popular state park, but during the winter, I think it's extra special. Very cool waterfalls there. Yes.
1: Yeah, I feel like waterfall destinations are probably great in winter to just look up best hiking spots with waterfalls, and that'll be great options as well.
2: Yes, absolutely. So cool in the winter.
0: Well, another great place with hiking trails and a nice view of water. No waterfalls here, but certainly a huge body of water to look at. I'm going to go to one of our other great lakes, uh, the shore of Lake Michigan. And I've mentioned this before as an awesome county park, but the Lion's Den Gorge County Park, Mm -hmm. it's just south of Port Washington, technically I believe in the town of Grafton. If you're on I-43 and Highway 60, just go east, signs will point you to it, and you will have an extensive trail system to walk through, several miles of trails, but you will reach, if you just keep going east, you can't miss it, you will come to a cliff edge, 80 to 100 feet high, maybe even higher in a few places, and just a massive view of Lake Michigan, more than 180-degree view <laughs> that goes on for miles and miles and miles. And in the wintertime, the lake is really cool. It's such a brilliant blue in the summer. In the winter, it can be more of a slate gray, but the roar is still there from the waves and the wind. So you get that amazing view. Some trails go right along the edge of the cliff, and then a bunch go in through the forest areas. And then there's a stairway where you can go down to a beach area. And in the wintertime, that is just as beautiful as it is in the summer, just in a different way.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I haven't been yet, but I saw it featured. I think on Dis- I think on Discover. Was- I think Dear Abby might have featured it on our Instagram, and I was like, "Ooh, this is definitely one." I'm. At. I saved the picture on Instagram because I was like, "I have to go." You that. saw my
0: post on State Trunk Tour too. I know that because <gasps> I, I I posted like maybe that's where I saw thirty pictures. It.
2: Oh yeah, it was probably yours. I saved
0: <laughs> and it was yeah, that was summertime, and it looks you, you'd swear you're on the California coast. Ugh. And it, so in the winter, it's a whole different ballgame. But there's still a bunch of beautiful trails.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of waterfalls and also speaking of county parks, because this has been brought up, I think maybe last episode, we had a reviewer, I want to say, talk about how, um, or was it during our Dear Abby segment, um, a yeah. fan talked about how we county parks kind of fly under the radar, which I totally agree. So I want to take you guys to Marathon County, where you'll find the Dells of the Eau Claire River State Natural Area, which bisects Dells of the Eau Claire County Park. And this is an Instagram darling. It is so beautiful. You see a lot of people taking pictures. Pretty popular in the summer, but you know, as we see with a lot of parks in Wisconsin, not as popular in the winter, but just as stunning. I think what really makes this park stand out are the rock formations. You're, you know, we're really seeing these narrow, this narrow rocky gorge. You're seeing waterfalls. There is a beach, a beach area, not as enticing, obviously, in the winter months. But um, and for those of you who would consider yourself to be geology. Nerds, <laughs> you might really love <laughs> Dells of the Eau Claire. Enthusiasts. It is in, okay, sure, enthusiasts.
4: <laughs> Just yeah,
2: that's what I meant to say. Um, it's it's a beauty. It really is, and it I do think a lot of locals know about Dells of the Eau Claire up in Marathon County. But I find when I bring it up to folks who are not from that area of Wisconsin, they're like, "Wait, what is that in Eau Claire? No, nope, it's not in <laughs> Eau Claire. It's in Central Wisconsin, in Marathon County, and it should definitely be on your hiking." wisconsin bucket list in my humble opinion
0: it's just a little bit northeast of wausau there's a real cool wooden sign for it off highway 52 i actually experienced it in summer because we were on a bike tour and we paused there to not cliff dive but cliff jump into the waters of the river (laughs) but it was about 25 30 feet up it was one of my more adventurous jumping experiences That fun and it was an absolute blast and it was really really gorgeous i would imagine in the winter because those rock formations you know, trees are less pretty in the winter. Rock formations are just as cool looking. Yeah. Oh yeah. In the really winter, are. you're so, right. Mm-hmm. Give you a chance to really enjoy that to the fullest. Yes. Well, let's see. Right, a couple of mine are going to be toppers, and I'm going to go with uh, Lapham Peak State Park right now, just uh south of Delafield in Waukesha County, just east of mm. Waukesha, west of Milwaukee, just off I-94. It's easy to get to. Good. A choice. lot of great trails in there. Um, mm. Gosh, probably. 8 or 9 or 10 miles worth of trails. Great for cross-country skiing. Uh, some areas are flat and some are very, very hilly, uh, including up to the peak of the park, which is where Lapham Peak is. And that is the highest point in Waukesha County. One of the higher points, probably the highest point in southeastern Wisconsin or close to it. Maybe Holy Hills a little higher, but they have a really cool uh, climbing tower there. And you get a beautiful view of Lake Country and all the hills. And on a clear day, you can see the buildings of downtown Milwaukee, if you cool. know what to look. And that's about twenty five, twenty six miles away at that point. And there's a historical note on that, too, because Lapham Peak was the place where the first official u s. weather bureau forecast was received. There was a hmm. little telegraph deal set up at Pikes Peak, Colorado, and Lapham Peak in Wisconsin. Oh, a guy wow. named Increase Lapham. <laughs> and you may have heard his name on Lapham Boulevard. and there's there's things named Lapham after him in the in the Increase. city. That was the first, yeah. The, People had very optimistic names That's back great. then. <laughs> His insecure brother Decrease didn't like it. But, but that was the very first weather forecast uh, that was transmitted and received. And it was in 1870. And it was the foundation of the U.S. Weather Bureau, which, of course, today is the National Weather Service. So a bit of a historical cool. footnote on okay. that one, too. Fun
2: fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, Susan, as a Dora County native, have you been to my next one, Kangaroo Lake in Bailey's Harbor? Oh, you betcha! I have. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You betcha. This
2: is. I had to phrase it like that. (laughs) Are you sure? You belong here for sure. Um, (laughs) I am sticking to my theme of parks that are probably more well known among locals, but lesser known among outsiders, and Kangaroo Lake I think kind of fits that bill. Mm-hmm. It is part of the Door County Land Trust, about 700 acres. Now, I have yet – one reason I include it on my list is because it's on my little bucket list to get there in the winter because I've only hiked it in the summer. And I loved it. You guys have probably heard me go on and on about the mushroom hike I did mm-hmm. during the summer oh, that's where that was. Yes, um, which was amazing. I'm wondering if they do one in the winter. It might be kind of tough to hunt. Mushrooms in the in the winter months, or maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's so cool about the Kangaroo Lake area is it's super diverse, both I would say ecologically, but also scenically. You're talking lakeshore, really cool forests. There's also swampland. There's you know the hardwood forest. There's creeks. There's farmland around. It just changes. Like I, I love hikes like that. That seem you take ten steps and you feel like you're in a different type of forest, and that's what mm-hmm. you get at kangaroo lake and what's also cool is the topography is pretty different too it starts on this high ridge that apparently was once the shoreline of lake algonquin and then it descends about 130 feet and you go lower into the forest where which is where you enter the kangaroo lake area so i'm not sure when or why it changed from lake algonquin to kangaroo lake um Hmm. that'll be my research project is it Do we know why it's shaped – or is it shaped like a kangaroo? Is that why they called it that? Susan, Um, I'm just counting on you as a Door County ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'm I'm not quite sure, and I'm also I'm not sure when they made the name change for it. Um, But for the topography Mm. of it, I agree that it's going to be different from the more popular, like, Peninsula State Park because it's on the Mm -hmm. Lake Michigan side versus the Green Bay side. Well, it's also Mm -hmm.
0: kind of interior. It's not right on Lake Michigan. A lot of people, when they visit Door County, boy, they stick right to the shorelines. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, so it's good to pop in, pop inland a little bit and check out some of the cool stuff there.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and also goes without saying all the amazing state parks, which are now I'm trying to get there hopefully in January to Door County to see Newport State Park in the winter. And of course, I've been to Potawatomi, but not during the winter, so there's a Mm -hmm. lot to see while you're on the peninsula, and again. Nobody it's so quiet. You know, especially a place like Door County mm-hmm. in the winter months you can get around so much easier than you would in the dead of July. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the so dead of July. very very quiet, <laughs> but enjoyable for people who who want that kind of slower pace. So. Right. All right,
0: I'm going to go to uh, another state park and I was I was going to talk about Wiia but man, we've shouted out Wiia so many times. <laughs> I mean, suffice it to didn't. say right, it's a stunning place to go. <laughs> But I won't get into detail. I'm just going to mention them, and then I'm going to go into a little more detail on one that's more along the Wisconsin River. It's basically up the river from Wyalusing, Tower Hill State Park.
2: Oh, yeah, Hmm. interesting choice.
0: it's uh, It's a cool park with a lot of trails in it and a lot of great history. There's a shot tower in there. That's back when they used to... Drop lead and make, to make shot. I don't fully know how it all works. I just know it was a very popular <laughs> process during the Civil War. Huh. And uh, there's a couple. I like the hand tunnels. motion.
2: Like that's what they did. They just chucked shot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can't <laughs> see tower. it on the podcast, but I was demonstrating <laughs> very ever so like slightly. Like a pro. Yeah. Like the pro you are. <laughs> and it's very convenient. It's right by the Wisconsin River, right by Taliesin,
2: hmm.
0: right by Spring Green. So there's a lot to do. You can make a great day of visiting Tower Hill and then everything around Spring Green, too. So if you love architecture and winter hiking, there's a cool Opal Jewelry Store on 23. Spring Green's downtown is charming. That makes for a really good winter day.
2: You're popping into jewelry stores?
0: There was a. It's in an old gas station. That was built, I think, nineteen nineteen or nineteen twenty, right along Highway twenty three in downtown Spring Green. The gas station will catch your eye because it's really cool old architecture. And you go in, and it's one of the only two opal jewelry stores in the United States. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, very cool place. I went in with uh, with my <gasps> SO. I had to. <gasps> I know go in.
2: where this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's clicking in <laughs> your brain. It. Yeah, yeah, totally have. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, you're full of all the fun facts today, Eric. Mm-hmm. He always has. fun <laughs> facts. That's what I do. He's the king of fun facts. Okay. I mean, the only kind of comment I want... I was either going to start or end with this, which is just keeping in mind that we have this amazing 1,200-mile-long trail in Wisconsin called Mm -hmm. the Ice Age Trail. And I think almost all of the parks that I brought up, the Ice Age Trail runs through them. Most of them, it's not Marathon County. I could be wrong about that. But most of them, they do, and it's so... i mean. Again, the Ice Age Trail is gorgeous in every season, but it, it's really, if you're like really stuck and you don't know where to go, and uh, I would start with the Ice Age Trail. I mean, it does, you know, it starts up in Northwest Wisconsin, makes its way all the way down to Southern Wisconsin, and then up t- through the peninsula. And there's just so much to enjoy on that trail. It really is a beauty and definitely a spot I like to be in the winter.
0: On a map, it's almost horseshoe shaped.
2: Yeah, it's like yeah. a big U.
0: Yeah,
1: that's a good place to start when you're looking for new parks. Just look for where the closest intersection with the Ice Age Trail is to you and just kind of follow it along a map and see if there are any parks you haven't been to.
2: Yeah. I, yes, I think that's a great approach. Are you a big winter hiker, Audio Dave?
1: Uh, a little bit. I want to get some, I, I mentioned I wanted to get some snowshoes so I can do a little bit more. Um, last year we went up to Gibraltar Rock. Which was really great. Mm -hmm. And of course, I, being the audio nerd I am, brought my recorder and (laughs) set up some mics in the trees up there. And because there was nobody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And because there was nobody else on that trail, I got just these great, like, gusts of wind recordings um, up on the face of that cliff. And the view from up there was just beautiful. You mentioned with the leaves not being on the trees, you can just see so much more. Mm -hmm. It was really awesome.
2: And those are trees that are, I know we said trees aren't that cool looking in the winter, but those trees at the top of Gibraltar Rock mm-hmm. are super cool. Like they're, to me, they, I've always felt like they're other, like they look African. They look kind of exotic, I think. Yeah. And they look really cool in any season. So that's a good, that's a great suggestion, Gibraltar mm-hmm. Rock.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it was closed for a while this year, but it oh, should okay. be open up now. I think they opened up in like October or something, but yeah.
2: Nice. Cool.
0: And then time for one more?
2: Let's squeeze one more in.
0: Okay. Well, then I'll sque- I'll squeeze one more in, and we'll go to the top of the state and Tim's Hill County Park, mm-hmm. which is up in Price County, a little bit west of Tomahawk, Oguma. Ogima, 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 I've I never said Oguma. the name to anyone else. I've only written it down. Uh, right by <laughs> highways 13 and 86, you'll find uh, Tim's Hill County Park, the highest natural point in the state. So you can hike around the lake there. And uh, some there's obviously some big hills there. And a nice variety of trails to hike around, but then you can climb that tower. I mentioned the one in Waukesha County. This tower is the top of the state, and it's probably about four or 500 feet higher than Lapham Peak, just under 2,000 feet high. If it was 2,000 or more, it would be called Tim's Mountain, because Mm. definition-wise, theoretically, at least, has to be over 2,000 feet to be mountain. So it's Tim's Hill, Hmm. 1,951.5 feet above sea level uh but when you're on that climbing tower i think you go above 2000 because that sucker is pretty tall and yeah. that's one that's one time you're standing on that tower you know that you're at the highest point for hundreds of miles because you can see for hundreds of miles in every direction
1: yeah mm. that might be a good place for hiking in the winter too because when i was there in the fall you kind of walk up and it it doesn't seem that special until you get up to that tower, but being able to see through the trees and everything, I'm sure mm-hmm. the, the hike up is a lot nicer in winter.
0: Mm. Yeah. And it's it's just really, it's a, it's like a cozy hiking area. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. It's nice. And the trails are wide too, so that's mm-hmm. nice.
2: I didn't have any more on my notes, so I'm going to wing this last one. Give me a region <laughs> of Wisconsin.
0: Let's go Southwest. Yeah.
2: Southwest? Mm-hmm. Okay. How about one of my favorite, I'm going to go state parks because that's where I usually go. But this one I I visited in the winter and loved it, which is Natural Bridge State Park Ah. in Mm -hmm. North Freedom. Gosh, I think I visited about probably two years ago now. It's not a big state park, about maybe uh, 500, 600 acres. A lot of really cool native history and actually, when I was there, there was a Boy Scout tour there. There was like a ton of Boy Scouts um, touring. It was kind of funny, like coming up on them and hearing all the questions they were asking. And it, there is, I mean, the whole park, the, the jewel of this park is an actual natural bridge that the Native Americans, I think, lived near and used, um, hunted near. It was a big part of their history and their culture. And it's, there's signs along the park that kind of explain to you how it was used. You can't actually go up on the from what I remember but you can be on the kind of the. it's a huge first of all the photos don't really do it justice once you're there it's like in my opinion a lot bigger than you think it's going to be and you kind of feel like it has Southwest U.S. vibes (laughs) with the way the rock formations look you're in the bear so i said north freedom that's like the kind of the baraboo range so you're in the driftless area and there's the park although it's small is in the, that unglaciated area of wisconsin so it is actually pretty hilly or, uh, and there's some great lookouts at the park as well so that's another spot i would say beautiful year round but because it's that big rock that natural bridge that rock formation that looks like a bridge it really is just a type of image that really looks gorgeous regardless of what season you you visit in
0: Hmm. It, it is a small state park, but very much worth the visit. And I was there in June and got some really great nice. pictures. And yeah, the natural bridge you kind of gaze up at, it's about 40, 50 feet up there. And there's kind of a little area, it's not a cave, but it's kind of a sheltered area you can kind of crawl down into if you want. And I know that the Native Americans there, you know, kind of camped there and took refuge there because you were protected from the elements. Uh, but yeah, there's kind of an upper area, which is the natural bridge and that lower area, which is a natural place to hang out and hide and be sheltered. And then, but there's other cool rock formations near it too. And those trails were really narrow, (laughs) but I really enjoyed them.
2: Yeah, they are narrow. Yes. Well, that's a pretty big list. I feel like there's a lot of ideas on that list and I, there's a half of them I feel like I have, I now have on my winter hiking bucket list and so I'm feeling <laughs> eager to get out there. It's just a matter of which weekend I'm going to head up to Door County or down to Southwest Wisconsin. So just make sure you guys layer up. That's the key to hiking in the winter. I know the phrase is overused, but you got to embrace winter here in Wisconsin, <laughs> which is what this episode is all about. Right
1: Now that the holidays are over, you got to you got to keep doing activities to yeah.
2: work off the keep Christmas winter cookies. feeling fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> that's
0: right. And, of course, you need to warm up when you're doing all those winter hikes. And so a nice hot cup of coffee will help, right? Mm-hmm. And this episode of The Cabin is sponsored in part by Just Coffee, talking about their winter seasonal cabin fever blend. It's oh, perfect. Is it's like they named dark it for us. Blend, right? So on brand. <laughs> dark Very blend brand. of earthy smoky notes and a hint of cedar.
2: Mm, sounds Ooh. like me.
0: So I'm just, <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> well, unlike you, Mariah, these beans that make up this terrific blend come from amazing farming partners in Ethiopia and Nicaragua.
2: That's not where I came from.
0: That's right. <laughs> but new I did part- get my
2: 23andMe results back, which we can talk about after this. Just kidding. <laughs> keep going.
0: No Ethiopian or Nicaraguan in there, I'll bet.
2: There was, no, no. I'm willing <laughs> to lay
0: down some cash on that.
2: I know, everyone's shocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the new partners from Nicaragua there are from the San Sebastian de Yali, Hinotega region, where the single wow. most important economic activity <laughs> really is agriculture. Mm-hmm. And basically, that region is 100% educated on the production of coffee and cattle. That is what they do. So you can uh-huh. enjoy this winter seasonal cabin fever blend for yourself. And if you use the promo code CABIN10 at checkout, you get 10% off. Just go to justcoffee.coop.
2: Nice. It's time for a review. My favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Validation.
0: Okay. You love it, right?
1: I think my favorite part is just hearing the song that you come up with every time this segment starts.
2: <laughs> a little chime? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is titled Midwestern Gem from As Cats 94 on Apple Podcasts, who says, I really enjoy this podcast as it is a fun and informative dive into all things Wisconsin. I no longer live there, but I like hearing what I missed out on visiting. Ah, Great job, everyone. <laughs> Very short and sweet. Thank you. Yeah. AZ
1: Cats or Az Cats?
2: Oh, that AZ Cat. I, why do I always screw up the names? AZ Cats is probably accurate.
1: Who knows? I think they as, moved to Arizona. Az Cats sounds bad. Oh, yeah. Arizona oh, Cats. Oh,
2: Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We okay. got there. We love so, all reviews
0: whether you live here or not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we want more, though, don't we, Mariah?
2: <laughs> we do, yes. If you Susan, guys have Dave, Apple Podca- we do. Ca- we're all in agreement. Uh, if you have Apple Podcasts, leave a review there. Five stars. I don't know if you can leave reviews anywhere else, but you can go on around the campfire and share nice notes of um, awesomeness there. Or even better, we would love to hear your own voice on the podcast. So leave us a voicemail at 608 909 1935.
0: All right. Well, that is episode number 50 as we're busting into 2021. And we're talking Packers in the next oh, episode. Yeah. Episode 51. <laughs> of course, Packers, one of the most iconic Wisconsin things ever. And we have not focused on them yet on this podcast. So that's crazy.
2: How could we? We're going to be walking you through <laughs> our
0: deep dive to Titletown. Town. It's your Go Pack Go All episode long. I'll be educating some of these youngsters on the 60s Packers, <laughs> Bart Star and the like. And uh, so this is definitely one you don't want to miss. And... I mean, we're missing games at Lambeau. You can't miss our podcast on the Packers, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman, Eric Paulson, and Dave Janis, produced by me, Susan Foch, and Audio Dave. Tune in next week for more campfire conversations and insight into the world of Discover Wisconsin. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover MediaWorks. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that review.
0: And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin.
3: When Gilbert Williams and his partner purchased a cleaning mill in Lone Rock in 2009, their only plan was to clean crop seeds. Then one day, a young employee took some seeds home and ground them up to make a pancake mix. From there, ingenuity took hold, and the idea for Lonesome Stone Milling was born.
4: We are a small, organic-certified, and locally-sourced stone flour mill. We buy our grain primarily from Driftless Area Family Farms. Mm-hmm who we've been with some since the beginning, and we clean it with this machine behind me, and then we take it into the next building and we mill it into stone-milled flour.
3: Stone-ground flours retain the bran and germ from the wheat kernel, parts that are often removed when flour is ground with a roller mill, making them more nutritious and flavorful. Stone-milled flours are whole grain and bring back a traditional way of creating food.
4: This is a 1947 Clipper 29D and Mm -hmm. it's been here since the 60s. We can clean about 150 bushels an hour if we're cleaning rye as a cover crop seed. We're using a very traditional process which produces a flavorful and healthy food product while working with farmers to maintain and improve the agricultural water quality in the driftless area through crop rotation and
3: quality farming. In the 10 years since opening, lonesome stone milling has grown from a small town idea to a vast network of farmers, millers, restaurant owners, bakers, and consumers across Wisconsin and the Midwest. And now you know your Wisconsin.